now, back to the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show rolling along on this Thursday morning, 8.06 on the clock, uh, 101.7, 103.5, or 1460 on the dial. Uh, this is the Tim Donnelly Show inside the Makadu studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Uh, we did give away those tickets, but be ready for the next home game. We'll have more tickets coming uh, here on the Tim Donnelly Show. In the meantime, as we do at the start of every hour, we need to make sure you are covered in any sports conversation you could possibly stumble your way into today. If you backpedal into a sports conversation at happy hour, you go to get a drink of water at the water cooler and there's literally a sports water cooler conversation happening. Whatever it is, we call it Got You Covered, and here it is. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry, Tim will get you covered. All right, we have some news, some concrete and some rumored out of the Virginia Tech coaching situation over the last 24 hours. It has been a whirlwind for Hokie Nation, and I'm sure most of the conversations conversations, excuse me, surrounding the Hokies have centered on will Justin Fuente be the head coach next year or will the Hokies be heading to the coaching carousel and seeing if they can't get a new candidate? Well, that's all rumors, right? Coach Fuente, there's essentially two outcomes left. He's either going to leave for Baylor or he's going to be back in Blacksburg. And I haven't seen anything concrete that's going to teat that seesaw in either direction. However, we do have some real information about changes to the coaching staff, and it's not in the positive variety. Jerry Kill, an analyst that came in, former three-time coach of the year in his conference, former national coach of the year, joined Virginia Tech midseason and was given quite a bit of credit for the turnaround for the Hokies. Uh, Basically, before Duke and after Duke, a lot of that credit went to Hendon Hooker taking over the quarterback position and Jerry Kill taking over as an analyst on the sidelines. Uh, He's gone. He's on his way to TCU to work for uh, Gary Patterson, a very well-respected coach at, at Texas Christian. Now, that I don't think has much to do with the Fuente situation. The problem with it is uh, maybe the only coach in NCAA football that is closer to Jerry Kill than Coach Fuente is Coach Gary Patterson. Jerry Kill was in Coach J- Gary Patterson's wedding, and sometimes in, in in life you look at your buddies and you ask for a favor, and I think that's more about what this is. So uh, Coach Fuente might leave, might not. Don't look too far into the Jerry Kill situation, although you would like for Jerry Kill to want to hang around. In uh, coaching news elsewhere, Alex Cora of the Red Sox has been fired. Manager, uh, or sorry, 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 mutually decided to part ways. He wasn't fired. But either way, he's no longer the manager of the Red Sox. We already know the changing of the guard that's happened in Houston with the Astros due to the cheating scandal. Well, now it comes down to will Carlos Beltran still be the, the new manager of the New York Mets? He was not... On the coaching staff in Houston during the cheating scandal, he was on the team during some of these cheating scandals. He was a player. Now, no other players are being punished, but he's a player that's trying to become a manager. I wouldn't expect any punishment, but the Mets have to decide if it's okay for them to have a cheater leading their franchise because make no mistake about it if you were a player that benefited from the 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 pitch tipping scandal if you were a manager that implemented it if you were a general manager that has a ring because of it you 
are a cheater, and there is no reason to backpedal from it. Uh, Penn State, everybody, more allegations at Penn State. And if you are a Penn State fan, the, the two worst words you could possibly hear are more allegations. Now, I want to emphasize that at this time, they are just allegations. Nothing has been proven. However, a player that transferred out of Penn State is accusing the Penn State football program of overlooking a pretty, pretty, pretty serious, heinous, hazing uh, situation that happened on the school. Uh, references made to Jerry Sandusky, uh, sexual crimes being committed. If any of this proves to be true, Penn State is going to be in for a world of hurt, uh, not just from, from public image, but hopefully from the NCAA and governing bodies, because if there's any program out there that should be running an extremely clean program, it is the Penn State Nittany Lions. But again, at this point, all allegations don't want to jump to any kind of judgment. Do want to look uh, one more time back at the coaching scandal, or excuse me, coaching scandal, coaching situation with the Hokies because there's some names that have uh, weighed in that you may recognize. You may recognize a guy named Michael Vick. You may recognize a, game, a guy named Marty Smith. You may recognize a guy named Kirk Herbstreet. They have all taken to Twitter. Marty Smith being a, a native of the NRV, Michael Vick being one of the favored sons of the Virginia Tech program, and Kirk Herbstreet being one of the faces of college football. They've all weighed in on Twitter saying if, and, and, and that's a big if, if Coach Fuente is on his way to Baylor, they all support Shane Beamer as the replacement. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not... I'm not endorsing Shane Beamer, and you shouldn't either, but you shouldn't negate Shane Beamer. The question should be for Whit Babcock, is Shane Beamer the right coach? And it has to be for football reasons because he's the right coach to lead the Hokies. It cannot and, and must not be just because his last name is Beamer. Here's the deal, everybody. That, that got you covered became slightly out of date as of six minutes ago. Six minutes ago, everybody, tune in, get ready, gather around, sit down, cross your legs. We're having story time. Uh, six minutes ago, Justin Fuente, coach of Virginia Tech, posted a picture. This is on Twitter, his official account, certified, blue check mark. Uh, posted a picture of the Virginia Tech coaching staff with Coach Fuente staring into the camera with a big old smile on his face. And the, the, the words accompanying it, 2020, let's go. If you're looking for a confirmation that that Virginia Tech's coach is sticking around, that's what you just got, right? Justin Fuente is staying in Blacksburg. And the last 48 hours have been a, a whirlwind that probably could have been completely avoided. Now, I'm going to tell you what this feels like for me. I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but this is what it feels like to me. It feels like Justin Fuente and Virginia Tech are married, right? They are a married couple, committed to each other, stood up in front of their friends and family and said, till death do us part, or at least till contract ends do us part. And, and Justin Fuente, without really hiding it that much, took his wedding ring off, left it on the counter, went to the bar, flirted a bit, bought some ladies some drinks, Got a few phone numbers, didn't go home with anyone, but had a night out on the prowl, and then came home, woke up the next morning, and was like, so, 
we still on for bowling league tonight? It's like, wait, you're just going to pretend like absolutely nothing happened? You're just going to pretend like the last like the last 24 hours didn't exist? We're just going to go back to how it was? No, 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 no. Somebody's got some splaining to do. In the words of Lucy, or excuse me, in the words of Ricky Ricardo, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. You guys thought my references only went back to the early 2000s. That's an I love Lucy reference right there. Fuente's got some explaining to do. And, and, it's, and it's not a little bit of explaining, right? It's, it's why did you feel that the interview was necessary? What is Virginia Tech not giving you that Baylor would have? Right? Did you leave because you wanted to go to Baylor? Did you want to go from Lane Stadium to Mick Lane Stadium? Whoa. Whoa, really? That, I mean, that's that similar? That's Baylor's huh. stadium name is MC Lane, which is actually kind of how I see the 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 uh the difference here, right? Virginia Tech is like a mansion, like an old, it's got history, it's got it's got uh uh like some some character to it. And then you have like a Mick mansion. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I'd like to think that if McDonald's ever sponsored Lane Stadium, they'd, they'd rename make it, it Mick Lane Stadium. But it, it, it's like if you wanted to go to a Mick – you know what a Mick Mansion is, right? It's like cookie cutter. You go to a, a brand-new neighborhood. They're all million-dollar houses, but they all kind of look the same. Yeah. They, they weren't there last week, and then a developer snapped their fingers, wiggled their nose, and an entire – uh, popped out of the yeah, ground. Yeah, exactly. It's a Mick Mansion, right? <laughs> okay. it, I, I would think Virginia is like the mansion, right? Built in 1914, like a Biltmore, cre- legendary. Cre- creaks a bit, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's the oak was harvested in 1895 in Minnesota somewhere. Like it's yeah, it, it's 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 sturdy. And then you have the Mick Mansion out in Baylor, which was Mick Clain. So what I want to know is is why did Coach Fuente hire a realtor? Right, if you really are happy with your mansion here in Virginia Tech, why did you hire a realtor and go looking? And you can't just breeze over it with 2020. Let's go. It's like uh, uh, wait before before let's go right uh, before <laughs> before we jump back uh, in, into this deal here. Um, w- what the heck was that? It's like you like smack yourself. It's like was I dreaming? Like, like I, I just I just need to know <laughs> your thought process in in your decisions over the last four or five years, four or five days. No biggie. Just need to know. I, I, it's, listen, it's 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 it's. I know it's you and it's your love, but I need. I just need to know. And players, they just need to know. And coaches, they just need to know. And I'm sure there's more to come. Like I'm sure this story isn't far from over. The thing is, I I mean, Coach Fuente is very notoriously tight-lipped, right? Hmm. Like we don't get much on injuries. We don't get much on what's going on. We don't get much access during training camp, during spring practice. Right. Like I don't know if we will, and because uh, of that, our brains are going to run. Right. If going back to the the relationship example, if your spouse did, goes out for a night with, uh, with with their their rowdy friends, and you don't hear like they go on Friday, you don't hear them from, hear about them until Sunday, and then they don't like every time you said, "Hey, what'd you do this weekend?" They go, "Ah, don't worry about it. It's good to see you. Yeah. Hey, Glad to be back." We we are we on for bowling tonight? What what's for dinner? I'm cooking. Making sloppy joes. It's like, no, no, no. I I need to know because if I don't know, my brain is gonna go to the worst case scenario. I need just just tell me because I need to know. 
Fuente is going to have to give us something, and if he doesn't, our brains will run to the worst-case scenario. And also, I, I mean, may, maybe now I'm nitpicking, right? But this is what happens when you give us a reason to have the wrong thing pop up into our brain. Uh, 2020, let's go. His contract runs through 2024. Okay, that, I think you're reading into it maybe a tiny bit much. Yes, but he needs to to not give me a reason to let my brain run wild. So he needs to fill all the gaps in the pipe, like all the all the holes. He made the holes. Yeah, he's a plug all the holes back up. He needs to plug all the holes that he made, right? It, it six days ago he says twenty twenty. Let's go. I'm like cool. Let's go. Let's ride. Right. I'm yeah. I'm retweeting this with exclamation points. Yeah. But today, after seeing how he's acted in the last day or two, I'm skeptical of everything. Yeah, let's go. I'm skeptical of everything. Same way, like, once your partner cheats on you. You don't really look at him the same way. Well, then, like, you know, if, if, you know, your your partner's been loyal for 10 years and you go, hey, let me see your phone. And they're like, ah, no. It's like, all right, whatever. But the moment they cheat on you, the next time you say, like, hey, let me see your phone, they're like, ah, no. You're like, what are you hiding? Right, your your entire thing changes here. Your perception, yeah, Perce- and and perception is reality in college sports. You don't think unless Coach Fuente comes out and says something, right? And I don't know what his explanation is. I don't know what it could be. Might be virtuous, right? Might might be honest. He might come out and say, "Listen, my coach, my assistant coaches don't make enough money. I tried to leverage Baylor into getting some cash." Like, that might be what he was trying to do. I don't know. But do you think that other schools are not going to use this against Virginia Tech? You're going to commit to Virginia Tech? You know their coach was flirting with Baylor last year. What do you think he's going to do this year? Let me think about this. What if, right, because everyone was worried, Coach Fuente doesn't come back. They have this this almost all-returning team, all of this talent, all of this potential. If he doesn't come back, what's going to happen to that team? Let me ask you this. He is coming back now. You have this returning talent. You have all these good players. What if they win 11 games? What if they win 11 games and give Clemson a run in the ACC title game? What if they play in the Orange Bowl? That would be amazing. It would be awesome, but it would make Coach Fuente one of the most attractive coaches on the market. So when Texas gets fed up with Tom Herman and they fire him, what are we supposed to think? Right? What are we supposed to think? When Lincoln Riley takes a job in the NFL and Oklahoma's open and Coach Fuente is from Oklahoma and is coming off an 11-win season at Virginia Tech, a team that he's rebuilt from 6-7 and seven last year to 11 wins next year, what do we expect him to do? But I think you could make I know that you I know that like it's like the whole checking the phone thing like oh you're hiding something or you know you flirted with it but I think you could go that way for like any coach that becomes hugely successful at a school that isn't like a football machine like Clemson and stuff. Yes, but it's 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 not I w- it's not guaranteed. It's not likely, right? It's not other coaches can't look at at like like pick um pick a I'm going to pick oh let's say Bronco Mendenhall of Virginia. Okay. He's rebuilt that program, right? If it's other schools can't look at commits to Virginia and say, Bronco Mendenhall's leaving after next year. Because all along the way, he said he's committed to Virginia. 
All along the way, he said he wants to build at Virginia. All along the way, he said Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. Meanwhile, Fuente is over there looking at Baylor. Looking at Baylor. It's it's yeah, uh, In recruiting, a kernel of truth can become a mountain of problems. We're going to take a break. We're going to keep talking about this when we come back here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Stick around. Get your Hokies fix with Tim. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing where the news of the hour, the news of the morning, the news of the day is surely to be Coach Fuente putting it out on Twitter uh, that he, I guess it's not an official official, but it's as official as it can be without being official. He said, 2020, let's go with a picture of the Virginia Tech coaching staff saying, you know, uh, as emphatically as we'll probably hear that he is the coach of Virginia Tech moving forward. Uh, Whit Babcock has retweeted it, Whit Babcock being the athletic director of Virginia Tech with the hashtag, this is home, which has become a rallying cry for, for Virginia Tech. Um, here's the deal, everybody. Uh, now you need to decide how forgiving you are. And I can't tell you how forgiving you should be. You need to decide how forgiving you are. How quickly can you go from why the heck are you talking to Baylor to, I support you and Virginia Tech moving into spring ball. And I would guess for for most fans that truly invest themselves, their time, their money into, into this program, it's not going to be instantaneous. Right? It's not going to be, uh, you know, uh, this was tweeted out 20 minutes ago, so this was tweeted out about 8.07 by Coach Fuente. It's not going to be 808, you, you've moved on completely and you're ready to rock. That's not how this is going to live on. So you need to decide what you need to do or what you need to see from him. And, and you know what my, my advice to Coach Fuente is going to be? And it's going to be real simple. Transparency? Yes, but also even more important than transparency. Even more important than letting us know his motivation behind taking the interview. Even more important than the fact that he took the interview. I have one very simple piece of advice. Win. I'll tell you what. You start next season. You beat Penn State. You're like 4, 5, and 0. Ranked in the top 25. If that happens, there's going to be a lot of people going, wait a, wait a second. You, uh... Wasn't there, wasn't there, uh, wasn't there something going on with Baylor? Nah, forget it. Yeah, that would be. Winning solves everything. Winning solves everything and then some. So uh, again, again, uh, all I have to say is this. Does it feel fishy? Absolutely. Does it smell fishy? Absolutely. Is there still a mess that Virginia Tech has to deal with? Absolutely. Earlier today in the show, I was talking about, you know, if he comes back, it's not mess free. If he comes back, there's still a mess to deal with. And we're going to have to dive into what that mess is uh, in the next day, week, month, whatever it is. Because this is not something that, that goes away quickly. It's not at all. I can tell you, I actually, you know, I have a, uh, a personal story about coaches entertaining other jobs that that uh, that I will bring up after this, and it will help paint what players are going through with Coach Fuente and and this whole process. Uh, players 
are, are the forgotten members of this, right? Coaches would have had jobs. Fuente would have been making money. There would have been someone brought in to replace him. The players just rode a roller coaster over the last couple of days. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know just a little, little bit of that inside look when we come back right here, Tim Donnelly Show. Welcome back, Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley, where all of our worries have been uh, been been flipped upside down. In all fairness, it seems like it's created new worries, though. You know, because like it's like like you said, like the couple. It's like he's started flirting around. You know, here here's a, a, an interesting point made by at Ryan for VT. He says, my whole thing is I don't understand why we are so mad. For most of us, if we got a job offer or interview, we would take it. That doesn't mean we are leaving. It means we will listen to what they have to say and see if it benefits our families and our careers. Is this different? First of all, yes. It is because contracts are contracts for a reason. And it is because um, the timing of it. Right. The timing of it. And it is different because... He has in the past asked for commitments from, from other people and, and has put a, a style of, of weight onto the other people's decisions. And it comes across as kinda, kind of shady to hold 18-year-olds to a higher standard than you would hold yourself. Right? That's not a, a good way to be about life. So, so, yes, there is an element of you go ahead and check, you know, if, if, if you get a job interview, you take the job interview, right? If you get called by another boss, you get called by another boss. There is an element of that, and I understand that. But, but this isn't, you know, a, a salesman taking a job at the Crosstown sales opportunity. This is someone that's being paid handsomely to run a program. This is someone that, that is trying to find a way to make their uh, commitment valuable to many, many other people and asking for commitments from many, many other people and someone who just hired five new people to work for him that he was going to leave in a lurch, right? There is a time and place to take an interview. There is also a time and place to, to say, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate you for thinking of me, but right now I'm not in a place where I can entertain this offer. And if you do take the offer, you better be upfront with it. That's what we that that's what I have to come, you know, the shadiness of it is also an element of why I, I'm not loving it. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're gonna finish with a long segment because I got some things to say. We're gonna finish with a long segment here on the Tim Donnelly show about the Fuente news. We'll get to picks and more. The WRAD Talk Network, 1017-1035-1460 AM, the TuneIn app, and WRADradio.com. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, AM. Here's the deal, right? Here's the, the way I've, I've decided to attack this because – uh, surprisingly, there's actually been a decent number of people uh, immediately in my mentions defending Coach Fuente with the uh, it's different than, you know, the 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 relationship example you gave. Right. This is a job. This is someone entertaining another job. If he communicated a little bit better, this whole thing would have been on the up and up. Here's where it becomes different. 
coaches paint themselves in a corner by by asking for a family level commitment. Your teammates are your brothers. This team is a family. It's us against the world. This campus is home. This this is home. Hashtag this is home is what they say. They don't treat it like any other job. Right? What is a pregame speech? You're going to go out there. You're going to lay it on the line for your brothers. Because when you look them in the eye, you know they're going to do the same for you. That's not any other profession. Right? You're not going out there on the sales floor like, you're my brother and I got your back. Now go sell that paper. I I am going to do everything I can to protect you and yours. It's like, ah. So so if, if if a coach wants to treat coaching like any other job, then his pregame speech better be, we're going to go out there, we're going to lay it on the line for your coworkers. You and your colleagues are going to have each other's. It's, it, that's not what they do. And it can't yeah. be what they do. And like his job, it's like, you know, it's coaching a football team, but it's developing young men, right? It's, it's relationships. You spend a lot of time together. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different than our nine to fives. It's something that they'll carry with them years on. Like you're still talking about your your like Delaware stories. Exactly. And here's a story I'm going to tell. And this is the personal story I wanted to get to. Um, before I got to Delaware, our coach, uh, I guess, was some kind of hot coaching candidate, right? Okay. Like one one of the best coaches in FCS. And I want to say two years prior, Michigan opened up. The the University of Michigan coaching opened up. And, and so this is before I got on campus, our, um, our entire, I don't even know that no one was assuming that he would go to Michigan, right? He wasn't mentioned. He wasn't in the running. It was, it wasn't like, Hey, it's going to be rich Rodriguez or this guy, right? It, it, It wasn't that, but he called the team meeting to be, to be transparent and he told the team, I just want to let you guys know I'm not taking the Michigan job. And it was still laughed about when I got on campus two years later. And the story was still told when I was on campus three years later. And you realize that no one on campus was in that meeting room. Right? Everyone that was in that meeting room had graduated. And we were still telling the story of the one time Coach thought he was gonna. He, he was uh, such a hot commodity that he needed to hold a meeting to say he wasn't taking the Michigan job. And, and it's it, you know, it's not just making fun of him for thinking you know he's too big for his britches and that he was <laughs> in line to get one of the biggest coaching jobs on on the country right. in the country. It wasn't just that. It was also you realize as a player how much of your life revolves around that guy's decision making from from the little things like what time am I getting up tomorrow to the big things like when am I going to graduate to the big things like am I going to be able to be home for Thanksgiving to the big things like what classes I take are centered around this guy's decision making so when there is any element if there is a hint of of if there is a, a teensy-weensy little hint of this guy might leave, your entire world is shook. Mm-hmm. And, and 
no matter how much you depend on your boss, the reason you're working is for a paycheck. In the real world, the reason you're working is to, you know, hit, hit payday. A little change in your pocket. Thing. Not even change in your pocket. It's <laughs> right. Be- it's because, like, you, you know, need it. rent's got to get paid, food's got to get put on the table, and no one's giving it to you for free. So you go to work. Yeah. And if your boss takes another job, chances are the week after they leave, you're still getting a check. Right? You're still employed. Your life changes, but not, I mean, your life between nine and five changes, but your home life doesn't change that much. When a coach leaves, players' entire lives are shaken. Entire lives. Uh, Imagine, uh, just to use an example that happened recently, Mike Leach left his job at Washington State, and he went to uh, Ole Miss, right? Or Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mike Leach throws the ball like 70 times a game, runs the ball like four. So imagine you're a running back on Washington State. Mike Leach leaves. You're like, hey, maybe I'll get the ball. Maybe I'll look good. Maybe I'll go play in the NFL. Changes your like, your entire like possibility, right? Yeah, you're, like your entire life changes when a coach bounces. So anytime there's a hint of a rumor of a coaching change, the players get all up in arms. So a hint of a rumor of Coach Fuente leaving, of which this was more than that. This was not a rumor. This was not a hint of a rumor. This was well-respected journalists. Pete Thamel, Yahoo Sports, Andy Bitter, The Athletic, Will Stewart, Tech Sideline. And they were saying there's some juice here, right? This thing has legs. Mm-hmm. He's a candidate for the Baylor job. That's not a message board, some guy named, or some lady named at Hokey for Life 9547 going on there and saying, I heard he's looking at Baylor. That's not what this was. This was more real than that. So the players are, are, are this is going to be talked about for them two years from now. It's going to be talked about by the people who they tell the story to two years from now. I was not in the meeting room when our coach had the meeting about him possibly taking another job. I wasn't going to be on campus for two years. So so two years later, I heard the story for the first time in 2009. That was my freshman year football season. I heard the story in 2009. It's 2020 now. 11 years later. I want credit for not saying 2019 there. 11 years later... I still remember the story. I wasn't in the room. This is something that Virginia Tech, the players, the coaches, it's going to be it's going to be intertwined with their career. So it's not it's not just taking an interview. It's not. I know guys that take interviews. One of my best friends is the ultimate swindler. He works in finance and he takes interviews with other finance companies with no intention of taking the job just to see if they will offer him more money than he's making now so he can go back to his bosses where he knows he's a valued part of their business and say, I just got offered this much to work for this company. Here's the offer letter. And they throw their hands up and go, all right, we'll match it. Right? I understand that's how the the world works. And every time he does it, He tells me and he gets a congratulations text from me. I'm not saying, oh man, that's messed up. You flirted with another company. That's not cool. You played with people's emotions. That's not what I said. 
what I would, but 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 in a coaching standpoint, doing it January fifteenth, that is what I'd say. You know, this was different than what Matt Rule did at Baylor. He left Baylor. The reason the opening was right. Matt Rule going into the bowl game had a meeting with his team where he said, "Listen, I'm going to be entertaining offers. Listen." I want to be up front with you guys. I'm going to be taking interviews. I don't want you to be confused. I want all of you to do what's best for you, and I'm going to look around and make sure I'm doing what's best for me. This is not that. This is someone middle of January going, ha, 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 see you guys. Oh, no, wait, never mind, I'm coming back. And It almost makes you feel like he got worked up for almost nothing. Even if Coach Fuente was given the offer, even if Baylor said, you know, the, the, the old school, write a number on the piece of paper, slide it across the table, and it wasn't enough. Or whatever he was looking for, they couldn't provide. Even if they offered it to him and he turned it down saying no, that's not virtuous. That's not praiseworthy. It's like, oh, he was just looking for more money. They wouldn't it, pay him enough. Then it's, oh, yeah, but there was something on that paper that they could have written down where he would have left. And then you, like, wonder, and it's like, is this just all about the money that he's in it, it for? Well, maybe it wasn't money. Maybe he was saying, I want a commitment to this recruiting advantage, or I want this facility. Like, who knows what – like, I, no one was in the negotiation room, right? So maybe they didn't offer. Maybe they did, and it wasn't enough. Either way, he's back at Virginia Tech. And either way, this is something that is real. And either way, there are a bunch of players that were learning about each individual development yesterday over social media that probably want to have a word with their head coach. They probably want to just have a conversation. I would. I absolutely would want to have a conversation. I remember position coaches having conversations with me. They weren't my position coach. Just, hey, before uh, you know, this is about to get out there, I'm, I'm going to take this job. Our tight ends coach, his name was Dave Bowler. He played at USC. He took another job, called darn near everyone in the offense one-on-one into his office. Darn near everyone. Just because he knew, like, all right, let, let's get ahead of this. And that was a Delaware tight end coach. <laughs> Might as well be the... You know, the high school assistant JV basketball coach. Like, compared to Justin Fuente, that was nothing. And we still wanted to have conversations about what was going on. This is not small change, people. This is people's lives. Justin Fuente leaves. What if they bring in a triple option coach? Every wide receiver on the team has to transfer. Justin Fuente leaves. What if they bring in an air attack? Every running back on the team wants to transfer. Like, that's just how it's going to be in college sports. Coaches control everything. So he's back. Like he never left. Yay. If he, if he, if, I mean, I don't even want to say he's back. He's still here. Right? He's still here. And then all of a sudden it makes Virginia Tech look like the second option. Right? It looks like, yeah. I don't want to say. Like, se- I don't like want to I'm say stuck. second option, but I want to say like it looks like like disp- not disposable. The, the the best of the options that he had. Yeah, and and who knows if he had options? It's like it's like you go to the store and you're like, oh, this brand of paper towels is sold out. I'll just grab this one. It, but again, he might have had options. Like I don't want I don't want to pretend like 
you know, Baylor didn't offer him or did offer him because I don't know. It looks like Virginia Tech was the best option for him. And that's good. Commendable. I mean, you can't knock a guy for that. You can knock him for how he handled it, and, and you can be concerned about your program. That's, that's the thing that, that I think is a, is, a, is a little different here. Fans care about the program. They're fans of the jersey, right? Sure, they're fans of people that wear the jersey, but they're fans of the jersey. Stone by stone, you know, all that stuff. They're fans of the coach, but if the coach leaves, they're not going with them. See ya. They're, they're staying with the jersey. If a player transfers out, they're staying with the jersey. You wish them luck on the way out. Maybe you root for them when they're on TV, but you're a fan of the jersey. So you're always looking for what's best for the team. And, and now you just have to decide what you think is best for the team and pull for that. That's really all you can do as a fan is root and cheer and be a fanatic. And hope they make it to the Orange Bowl this year. And hope they do. Next, and, and, and hope that if, you know, after the, the, the Orange Bowl or after the ACC championship, if another team comes calling for Coach Fuente, you can then once again re- reevaluate what you think is best for the program. And if Baylor comes back next year after they, they fire their, uh, their coach after one year for not having enough success and they say, all those demands you had, we'll give them to you now, see ya. Stay with the jersey. Fan of the game. Fan of the team. Fan of the program. Fan of the stadium. Fan of the legend. This is why, this is a lesson, everybody. I don't buy jerseys. I have a, a thing, a rule. We've, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I don't like to wear jerseys of people younger than me, and it's starting to become the point where most professional current athletes are younger than me. But if you're going to buy a jersey for a team that you love, not a player that you love, a team that you love, it's better to get a Hall of Famer. I was walking around a Chicago Bears game a couple years ago, and I remember seeing uh, Jay Cutler jerseys. Jay Cutler was not the quarterback anymore. I remembered seeing uh, Brandon Marshall jerseys. Brandon Marshall was not a wide receiver for them anymore. They had all moved on to other teams. But then you'd see like a Walter Payton jersey, and I would go, that's gold because that's never going to go out of style because he is a Hall of Famer. He's the best player in Bears history, and uh, he's passed away. Wow. Right? So, so it's like if you're a fan of the jersey, be a fan of the jersey. Don't be a fan of the coach because the coach might leave. Right? The, a smart jersey would be to get the 25, right? Get the Beamer. That's not going out of style. He's retired. You can, get, you, you can go get a Bruce Smith jersey. That's a number that's not going to go out of style. That's a number that's not going anywhere. So once again, we're, we're going to have this. This conversation is going to leak over uh, not just into this afternoon, and, and social media is obviously lighting up, uh, but we'll, we'll try to have a more sober, more thoughtful, uh, less reactive conversation on Justin Fuente staying around in Blacksburg tomorrow uh, as part of our week-ending Friday show from 6 to 9 tomorrow morning. Uh, should be a really fun one. Reactions from all over, I'm sure, will be poured in. Uh, articles, records, maybe we'll even know more about what actually went on between between Coach Fuente and Baylor. Either way, that's what's going to come up tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Until then, uh, have a great day, everybody. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow.